0: Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good morning football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome into Good Morning Football live in New York City on Thursday, February 29th. Happy Combine Day. We got the drills going on. It's all happening here on NFL Network. I'm Colleen Wolf alongside Peter Schrager, Jason McCordy, and Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. This has been fun. Um, I've been here all week, so has Jason. Yeah. You've been, Peter, all Excellent. over the place. You've been to Indy and back and then going back to Indy again. Kyle's back for a second straight day. We love it you'll be back tomorrow as well but Peter like tell me a little bit about you got back at what time last night and then you will like go back to Indy when and then
2: fly back to New York did the early morning good morning football show the last two days flew back yesterday I wanted to be in studio Thursday and Friday with you guys as we prepare and combine all of our knowledge to prepare everyone at home for the combine drills but I'm also gonna be on the broadcast of the drills Friday Saturday Sunday so you won't be missing this mug or this voice and you'll be back for Monday show of course
1: and let's then, go. when do your top prospects come out?
3: In,
2: Colleen, <laughs> don't put me in a box. Will that
1: be today or tomorrow? All right, let's get to the lead vlog. So that's right, everybody. The drills they begin today at the scouting combine presented by Noble, The defensive line and those linebackers. The drills start 3 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you have NFL Network on or you're streaming on NFL Plus. I know Tom Pelissero will be doing that because he joined us already this morning and. I feel like he's had 87 gallons of coffee. So why don't you tell us uh, some updates? How's it going out there? What's happening? I know that no one is really there in the stadium yet. You've beat them all there, but it's nice that you did a location scout.
4: I did. There are people in the stadium calling the NFL team, some of the scouts and coaches up here. There's some formal and informal interviews happening with some of the prospects that starts early in the morning and it goes until late at night, literally 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. with a few breaks in between here. Everybody around the NFL is working in various capacities, not just here inside Lucas Oil Stadium, but around the city of Indianapolis. Today, though, We finally get to the action that everybody wants to see which is the drills out here on the field defensive linemen and linebackers are going to be working out this afternoon into the evening coverage starting at 3 p.m eastern time on nfl network so you're going to see guys like dallas turner and chop robinson and jared verse some of those top prospects we're going to see as likely first round picks they're going to be working out here on the field meanwhile Some of the other position groups in various phases. There's a lot of different things that happens over several days here. For the quarterbacks, today is the day that they go through the extensive medical testing for guys like Michael Penix Jr., who has an extensive injury history, going back to his days at Indiana. That is going to be a really big part of this process, guys.
3: As you start to talk about the quarterbacks and you mentioned Michael Penix, I always go to Caleb Williams and he's at the combine, he's going to be there. We know he's not going to work out, but certainly he has to be busy. What's on the agenda for him and what can you tell us about it?
4: Well, Jason, Caleb Williams is on his own program here at the NFL Scouting Combine. He got into town on Wednesday, not Tuesday, with the rest of the quarterbacks. As you mentioned, he's not going to throw. He's not going to test. He's not going to run a 40. He's not even going to go through the medical testing, which you're talking with a lot of veteran NFL scouts, they can't really remember a prospect who flat out said, I'm not gonna go through the medical. But the theory from Caleb Williams end is, there's really well one team at the top of the draft, the Bears who control everything, really only a few others that maybe could trade up and get him, so why am I going to give my private medical information to all 32 teams here? What Caleb Williams is doing here at the Combine is meeting with a bunch of these teams. A lot of those meetings happened last night. It's with the Bears who are at one, it's with the Commanders who are at two, it's with the Patriots who are at three, And some of those other teams that potentially could trade up also meeting with Caleb Williams, among the other top quarterback prospects, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, they all have kind of the same interview list. It is those top three teams, but then it's the Giants who are sitting there at 6, it's the Falcons at 8, it's the Vikings at 11, even the Raiders who would have to go a long way to get any of these quarterbacks, they're interviewing them as well. Today for the quarterbacks, again, a lot of those interviews have already wrapped up. There's a few makeup sessions, but really today is about the medical. Friday is about a little bit of rest, getting ready for the throwing session. No Caleb Williams, but we'll see guys like J.J. McCarthy and Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix. All those guys will be out here on the field on Saturday. Exciting around here for four days of on-field football action, guys.
1: Ah, I love it. Tom Pellicero, he has all the information, all the tidbits. Imagine what he's not telling us that he knows. That's what I would like to hear about, but we'll have to do that (laughs) offline. He's always plugged in, so we'll let you unplug right now. We'll talk to you next hour. Tommy P., thank you very much. So, okay, if you guys are one of these coaches or GMs that meet with Caleb... What do you want to hear from him? You sit down, he comes in the room, you are, you, you don't know if you're going to have an actual chance to draft him, but what do you want to hear, Peter?
2: I'm looking at him right now. This is, this is why the combines were like, he doesn't look enormous. He doesn't look like Josh Allen or anything. He's bigger than Bryce Young, but like, he's not this towering, traditional quarterback. You know, here's Ben Roethlisberger, six foot eight, walking into a room, um, <laughs> And I look at last year because he didn't have the same year last year that he mm-hmm. had the year before. And he did have Cliff Kingsbury and he did have Brendan Rice and he did have, uh, you know, Marshawn Lloyd in the backfield. He did have all these star players. In their offense. And I say, OK, so the numbers last year weren't what they were two years ago. And I would go at him. I would be I would be very direct. I wouldn't be scared of Caleb Williams. If we're not drafting him, we're not drafting him. But on, I would want to know what happened last year and I would want to see if he would be the guy to throw his defense under the bus, or if he would say, hey, you know what, the truth of the matter is, I already knew I was going number one. Because I think the former, like, I don't think enough has talked about this, USC's defense was horrendous last year. One of the worst defenses in the country last year. And unlike other quarterbacks of recent years, and I just said, let's throw a sampling out there, Once. they were 116. Oh, my gosh. Okay, what? so he had to play with like a chicken with his head cut off and throw for whatever and try to just constantly be in catch-up and comebacks. Bryce Young played for the 12th-best defense on the other side. C.J. Stroud, 13th. Two, I just mentioned some other quarterbacks. Those are all top. You know, Joe Burrow's defense was loaded with NFL stars. Patrick Queen was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. No one from USC w- will tell you otherwise that this was not a great defensive mm. team. So Caleb had to potentially throw more interceptions. He had to play from behind. The highlight tape is incredible, yeah. but if you go objectively, Caleb Williams had a better 2022 than he did a better 2023, I would want to ask him, and I'd want to see his answers because this isn't some you know, trick question. I don't, if he says, hey, we had to score a lot of points, we had to throw, we had to do all these things that was going to lead to interceptions, or, or is it, hey, I was, I was going pro, and I'll be honest. I, I wasn't trying to do anything crazy. I just wanted to get my offense and score the points we could. I would grill him on it and I'd see how he'd handle that because I don't think any people typically challenge Caleb Williams to be the number one quarterback his whole life.
5: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty remarkable what he did with such a horrendous defense. I mean, you saw how he reacted after those tough losses in college. He was really... Would you ask him serious. about that?
2: He's crying with his mother. Would you ask him about that?
5: I don't think that really matters that much to me because I want him to continue to answer with confidence. Every answer, I want him to show that he loves football. I don't really get into those nuts and bolts. I see him, you know, getting more into the how his performance is personally, not his team i want to see you know your footwork throwing pushing the ball down the field reading coverages getting into the football knowledge those are the questions that i want to know from him and another question that i want to know from him is how much does he love football and he has the chance to show it yes he already made 10 to 12 million dollars already in college i want him to answer it just like he did in the article when they asked About Michael Jordan and Walter Payton, legends in Chicago. I think he answered that beautifully. He said, By saying, I'm 22, I didn't get to see these legends play, but I have a chance to be immortalized, like you said earlier. And by him saying that is the confidence you want to see in a QB1. And he also alluded to at the end of that, I'm going to be immortal by hard work. And that's what you want the QB1.
3: You love that. And I would want to ask him about all of the things, yes, football-wise, but the things off the field as well. His teammates, how he's perceived by them, because you're going to be possibly the first overall pick. And you guys also have to think about Chicago's situation. They drafted Justin Fields. They've tried to develop Justin Fields. There's guys that are going to be in that locker room that they decide to draft Kayla Williams and trade away Justin Fields. There's going to be guys in that locker room that say, hey, you know what? That is be my than him. guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wanted to see him continue to grow. We got him DJ Moore. He took his game tour another level i felt like hey this upcoming year we got one more receiver especially we're looking at three of those guys that daniel jeremiah has in the top four we go get one of those guys we think he can go to an even another level so for caleb williams i think it's going to be a big part of it is not only a reading coverages, pushing the ball down the field and all of the intangible things on the field but it's going to be off the field as well him being able to lead a group of men as a young player coming in, as a rookie because there's going to be so much pressure on him and yes, in the article I loved a lot of his responses, he said hey, I'm going to talk, my intensity, everybody's going to get a chance to see that, I just want to be on a team with my brothers out there kicking ass, that was a direct quote from him those are the type of things you want to hear from him, that's who I am as a player as a person, but you also have the challenge and test him. There are things that you're gonna ask him. Yeah, your last game, you decided not to talk to the media after the game. How are you going to handle that moving forward? Because you're going to a team with the first overall pick back-to-back years. I know this year came hey. from a trade from the Jamie, Carolina he's going to Chicago.
2: Chicago. This isn't Arizona or Jacksonville. Yes. This is,
3: and they will tear you down. We watched Justin Fields have to answer questions, and everything he said it had to be dissected. Sometimes I feel like I'm playing like a robot. Well, does this have to do with Luke Getze? Are they not? Are they coaching you too Ooh, much? Caleb right. Williams is going to have to deal with all of those things and then some because of the fact that Fields could be shipped out because of him. So I want to know about all of those things
2: off the field as well. And in that meeting, I want to challenge him. Let me ask you guys both, and Colin, you could chime in as someone who covered the league for many years. Does it, you as a current player, as someone who says got 10 years under his belt or third, when you hear NIL money and lives <laughs> lives in a sick apartment in LA, Millions of and dollars. doesn't wanna doesn't want to do the medicals necessarily, does it rub you wrong as a player here this like, who is this kid? Or does it say or do you say, yes, empower him. I want that. For the for the young player, like, yes, finally, like, this yeah. guy gets it. What is your take?
3: I love that for the guys, and I'm not mad at him. I embrace him, but at the same time, once he gets in our locker room and now you're, you're past USC and all of that, like, you're you're just a rookie. Like, we're going to treat you as such, and we expect you to respond to that. Once you get here in the NFL where you haven't done anything yet, you can't walk in all prestigious and demand these different things. Like, no, like, you're a rookie. You're going to carry the helmets of the other quarterbacks. You're going to do the same things rookies have passed have done you
1: think he's gonna actually do that you think that he will follow suit because he's already not doing things that past rookies have done before past prospects i I
3: don't want to assume that he's not going to do those things because i think once you get within the locker room there's a different set of brotherhood now i'm going through an interview process where i don't have teammates yet i don't owe the combine anything yet i'm going in there for a job interview and hell i've earned the opportunity to say you know what forget about the medical because of my play and because of the standards have changed. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't hold that against him. But once he gets there, like you're a rookie just like the rookies that came before you.
5: Yeah, and I also want to see how much you love football. Are mm. we doing the extra things off the field. Are we hanging out? Are you different. too cool for me? Are you hanging out with the linemen? Are you throwing with the receivers? Are you doing everything yeah. in your power to be QB1 once you're in the building? And by doing that, you got to show me. You got to show me you love football like I do. Mm-hmm. Personally, I want to do whatever it takes to win on any team I want to be. I want that same attitude from qb1 if not more are you in the building at 5 30 are you leaving late you gotta show me you love football and i expect that yeah. your quarterback
2: him. now lamar obviously everyone says he loves football he does that Everyone, lead, everyone follows his lead because of the way he does that, and I think that's what you're looking for in a quarterback.
5: For sure, and I've played for tremendous ones. I've played for the GOAT, Tom Brady. I've played for Matthew Stafford, who beat everybody to the building. I played with Tua and Fitzpatrick, who both showed up to beat each other out for the starting job. I've played with tremendous quarterbacks who all took that QB1 responsibility to empower everybody around them and show that they love football and want to win.
1: Yeah, I just want to see that he cares. Like, I want to hear him spit out pro-style concepts. I don't care about the nail art. I don't care about him crying on the sidelines. If anything, it shows that he's passionate. And we already know that he's different. And we talk about the NIL money. He's really generous, too. He flew all of his offensive linemen to the Heisman ceremony. He bought like 300 pairs of headphones for his teammates and the teams, uh, like the women's and the men's basketball team as well. Like, he is generous with the money that he's made, and is interesting if he is, in fact, blazing a trail for the people that come after him to have more of that power. But, like, I just I wonder I wonder how it will be accepted in the locker room because of just the money angle we haven't seen yet players that are going to be drafted this high come out and be making less money when they get mm. to the nfl yeah. than they made in college it's a really interesting dynamic switch
2: i think it's him and like caitlin clark they're both going to be taking like a step down with their yeah. salaries when uh-huh. the, the pro leagues and yeah the one thing for him i
3: will say as a player in a locker room a rookie comes in if you absolutely ball Nobody, Nobody cares. cares. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. If you're a Chicago Bear and this young kid comes in and you start training camp and he rolls out to the left, throws the ball back to the right to DJ Moore wide open, and he beats somebody, you're going like, to you're gonna sit there and back and say, mm-hmm. my goodness, they said generational talent, we see it, put him out there and what let's if, go. What, what if, if we don't watch it? You're watching it?
2: training camp footage in Atlanta mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh or wherever he goes and Justin Fields is balling out and this guy doesn't have
5: it. Well, you can say the argument of Kyle Hamilton when everybody ripped him first yeah. year? getting beat yeah. first year and yeah. now look at him, these are all pro, so that... Patience. Happens. Yes.
1: Well, the pressure is there either way. Caleb Williams, with everything that surrounds him, if he does not ball out, like right away, that is going to, everyone is going to have something to say. The criticism will be just as heavy as any type of adoration and accolades that he could receive by killing it.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp
1: Thursday as the Combine gets rolling today. Let's take a look at the teams currently selecting in the top 10, specifically two teams that are meeting with quarterbacks out in Indianapolis. So which team in your mind, has the more interesting pick in the first round. We have the Patriots picking at third overall, or the Giants three spots back at six. Peter?
2: Mm, I I think, obviously, both teams are these little spots where you might not be able to get the top player on your draft board, Mm -hmm. but if things go a certain way, there's a very attractive piece at quarterback, and it's a question of would either one of those teams take him. I think the Patriots... They're going to be looking hard at all these quarterbacks. And I specifically look at the three, obviously. Caleb, probably not going to get to them. May and Daniels, one of those two will be there. For the Giants, though, Mm. let's say one of those guys slips to the Giants. You're talking about if Drake May falls to number six. That's a real decision. That is where they traded up to get Daniel Jones. That's where they got Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones essentially has one year left on a $40 million contract. I think it's the Giants because the Patriots to me it's it's okay quarterback who's left do we go that way do we go with the star wide receiver Giants We might have to make a decision on Daniel Jones, and it might be based on what the five teams before us do in the draft. I think Daniel Jones' situation is fascinating as we head towards free agency and the draft. Last year, put him in a corner. Basically, Saquon is going to get franchised. We're going to give this guy a deal, but there's so many outs on this thing after two years. Hurts hurts himself again, torn ACL, long recovery time. Do they just say, screw it, we don't plan on being in the top ten again. If there's a quarterback, whether it be May, Daniels, maybe even J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix. Do we just take them there at six and really rock the boat, and then deal with Daniel Jones at a later date? I think that's more interesting than the Patriots, who, all right, third overall. Let's see what they do.
5: Yeah, I mean, you you hit it right there with a quarterback situation for both. But I don't know if the Patriots might take a quarterback. They could yeah. be happy with Mac. They really could. You could see Marvin Jones, a receiver drafted here. I like Harrison, Harris, Marvin, Harrison. Marvin Harrison Jr. Excuse me. I don't know if Marvin Harrison Senior would like him to go to Patriots. the Patriots. Yeah. I don't know about that, but I like this pick for the Patriots just because of the new regime with Gerard Mayo and Elliot Wolf making that final decision. Both of them have said that this is going to be a less hard-ass era, and they were taking no shots to build Belichick. They were just wanting to say, hey, we're starting fresh. We're going to do something a little bit different, and are they going to do something a little bit different with this pick? Are they going to trade back and get more picks to acquire more talent in this area? We don't know, but they have a lot of holes to fill. What are they going to do at quarterback? They need receivers. They need some help offensively to get more weapons, are they gonna pick this with the number three? Can I just pick? real quick
2: yeah, what Elliot said yesterday and Elliot Wolf is Ron Wolf's son, was for years with the Packers, comes over to the Patriots, he's been there a couple of years. He said it's gonna be a different draft I I don't know if you saw this, the draft, the way they value the draft picks. Yeah. Bill had very specific needs and that's why sometimes players that not necessarily every other team would take. He would take a Jawan, what was his name, big big corner? Jawan Williams? Oh, yeah, or yeah. Jawan Williams out of Vandy. Jawan Williams. Williams, big guy out of Vandy. Yeah. Uh, Cole Strange a couple of years ago. Where that's what Belichick felt he needed for that team and that – these guys are like, we're looking at best overall player, and we're going to exactly. fill our board in a different way than what Bill did. Wasn't a slight at bill but it seems like there's a different system in place, at least, at how they value their draft picks and how they assess these combine prospects.
3: Definitely. Cole Strange wasn't expected to go that high. Kyle Duggar, second-round pick out of mm-hmm. Lenore Ryan. Mm-hmm. So you—, you Definitely going to be a different approach. And even before I go, I want to follow. You said they could possibly stick with Mac Jones. You were there in that locker room with Mac his rookie year. Now, you weren't there the years after, but you've seen from the outside looking in what's transpired with the different OCs. Do you really think there's a chance that they we just bring Mac back, we build around him, and we run it back? Or do you think within that locker room there are a lot of guys that are like, eh, I don't know about Mac Jones?
5: Yeah, I think it's always a possibility, right? It's a new regime. You could be like, hey, bring Mac in. Let's have a conversation. Fresh new start for you. And, you know, he did some really, really good things his rookie year. Then he had a defensive coordinator, and then things started to unravel for him. So I believe that, you know, you could go either way. And I'm not going to sit here and speculate, you know, are they going to pick a quarterback? Are they going to pick a receiver? But they could sit down Mac and say, hey, This is your chance, your opportunity. We might, you know, we want to see what you got. We might, we'll give you a a target receiver to go get the ball. You know, we'll we'll see. But they have a lot of different interesting things that they could do with this number three pick.
3: I'm going with the Giants on this one. And a lot of what Shrake said, They have a quarterback that they just paid. And you think about it, you go back to a year ago, the conversation was, all right, we have Saquon, who's a free agent, we have Daniel Jones. They chose to tag Saquon Barkley and then give Daniel Jones the full-on extension. And yeah, there's outs in the deal, but at that time, it was just like, really? Like, he had a good year, but should we give him that contract? They did. So, if they decide to get a quarterback, and for Giants fans, it's kind of both ends of the spectrum when it comes to Daniel Jones. There's some guys that are like, he's still young, he's learning, he's not that long under Dable, he's our guy. And there's other fans that I saw, Joe Shane had to take a call where the family that's was just like, what the hell are you seeing this guy? Like, how are you? I saw there? him lose
2: forty to nothing against Dallas. Dallas. What are you seeing? What are you seeing
3: that we as fans aren't seeing? So, if they draft a quarterback after paying him and then have to make a decision, I think that's the part that, as fans, as members of the media, we all sit back and we're watching. Like, wow, uh, what does it say about Daniel Jones? What does it say about your decision to pay him if now a year later, and then you mix all in the fact that he's coming off an ACL? injury. ACL? So yeah. you don't know when exactly he's going to be healthy. You're trying to judge it from where his rehab is now. So. I I think that's
2: the situation. Drake may falls to six. If you're the Giants GM, Jason, do you take him and say, you know what? We don't plan on being in the top 10 anytime soon. I
3: I think let's go back to the confetti test. Can they see Daniel Jones with the confetti falling on him in New Orleans or wherever the Super Bowl has to be? I think you do. I think you go with Drake.
5: Also to the locker room, you have Kayvon Thibodeau that came out and said, I thought Saquon should have got paid more. What's that say to the locker room as well? Yeah, you draft another quarterback.
1: That's an intriguing situation, but for me, it's the higher the pick, the more interest I have. This is like, it's very, very clear-cut, very simple. The Patriots are a team that is trying to rebuild one of the greatest dynasties in sports ever. They're trying to replace one of the greatest players in NFL history at the most important position. And the AFC is absolutely loaded with elite quarterbacks. So they are in such an interesting transition year with a brand new head coach as well. And just new blood, new vibes, new everything. I'm so all in on the Patriots. Uh, Next one, let's go to obviously, we're going to see the D line, the edge guys, the linebackers today on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium just in a few hours. So, what's the combine event here you're more excited about? The 40 yard dash
2: or the drills, Peter? I'll be honest, I've covered a decade's worth of combine Mm -hmm. coverage here at at NFL Network. I'm in the booth. The drills, I'm not a coach. I I see it. It's just guys in their underwear doing things, and I'm sure it's all very significant. 40-time... 40 time has a scoreboard. I'm here uh-huh. for the 40. I'm here when Jordan Davis goes and burns and everyone says, where did that come from? I'm there when Don Terry Poe puts it together. I love when the big guys move. Last year, of course, we had uh, you know, so many of those big defensive linemen. Kalijah Kansi came out there and Candyman. burned. I-, I love seeing the big guys moving. Uh, I'm I love the say,
1: offensive linemen when they're running the like always,
2: always. I'm going to say the 40. And, I think for me it's by a long shot. I'm not a high school coach. I'm not a college coach. I don't know if I have such a great appreciation for defensive line drills. Yeah.
5: Not a high school
2: <laughs> coach. <laughs> Sometimes we do it's television so like for high school coaches. So cool all the chop and the rips. I don't
5: know what that stuff. I just give me speed. Yeah, the 40s cool. It, it really is cool. It gets the hype. Everyone's on their for. TV. You're in you're yeah. in the entertainment. Yes. But as a player <laughs> and a coach, you gotta love the drills. I wanna see these big guys wiggle. I wanna <laughs> see them feet them feet quick feet. Who's got the quick feet who's got slow feet quick feet gets you paid okay. i want to see all these dbs cuts in and out of breaks who's smooth who's not which big guy has quick feet who can move who not i i want to see the o-lineman i know it's not the sexiest position but i want to see who has those elite feet that can protect my qb this was such a down year you watch for a the quarterback drill
2: and you can identify it and be like oh that guy's a player based on these drills who
5: isn't yeah yeah well, I'm saying I think you can because you're looking at him and like that's that guy's a little bit smooth. Let me go back and watch his tape a little bit better if it's put in you, on the Kyle floor.
2: Van Noy, as a 10-year veteran, 15-year veteran. How long you played? Can you see it? Do you have an eye that maybe I, the viewer, doesn't? Because you're like I know it. I can recognize it.
5: Ooh, I, I always believe in the tape. I I, I, I want to see somebody do well in short sure T-shirts, but I want to see if it matches up with the gameplay.
3: I look at this question. What, what did you run your 40 in?
5: Don't worry about it. <laughs> So, but it was faster than yours because you didn't go to the combine. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I ran a 4-3 flat. So when it comes to
3: the 40 or the drills, I'm, I'm cooking at the pro day. Yeah, pro day. Pro day. I'm, pro I'm, day. I'm, uh, oh, no laser, yeah. time. The no laser one, time. The second one was a 4-3-2. So <laughs> when I'm talking about this, I'm going all in on the 40. The guys that don't care about the 40 are <laughs> the guys that aren't running a fast <laughs> forty. Hey. That's the point I'm trying to make. So I want to see the 40-yard dash and then all the drills and stuff. I'm just trying to see if they match up. All right, when he goes and does a vertical jump, I don't want to see a guy run a 4-3 but then jump a 30-inch vertical jump. We need to see that explosiveness at all angles. When I'm watching the drills, I want to see, hey, does this 40-yard dash match up with what the film is that I'm watching? Is this guy getting rammed by as a corner? But then if he comes down here and runs a 4-3, I'm like, well, I don't care about the 4-3 if you can't cover anybody. So I want to see the 40 and see how it matches up to the drills and the film. But I want to see guys run fast. That's what I'm here for.
1: I mean, look, of course, the drills... You're going to see what translates actually on the field. It makes more sense a lot of times. The context is there. But come on, like, who doesn't like speed? I like fast cars, fast planes, fast service. Like, the only thing I don't like is, like, a speeding ticket, which, you know what, I'm impatient, so this all checks out. I love a 40 time. I love, as I mentioned, watching the offensive lineman run the 40. It makes absolutely no sense, but it's completely entertaining, and that's what we're all here for. Like, a lot of people complain that they have to go to the combine and it's a long day and it's quiet in Lucas Oil. Like, maybe they need to play some music a little bit I don't know, just throwing out some suggestions. But for me, watching those 40s, it is just like, it's so much fun. And yeah, it doesn't necessarily always make sense and translate to the game, to the NFL. But this is almost like its own separate game that we get to watch.
2: No, Mm -hmm. I haven't. But I remember you trying to catch a ball from Kurt Warner and hurting yourself, so I don't need you running up for you. Well,
1: yeah. that is something completely different, Peter. Okay. Why I did we you have know. to bring that want, up? I
2: don't need you tearing an ACL or popping Achilles. You know, Achilles.
1: I broke my finger um, when own? I caught the—yes. Like, I didn't know it was a real injury. It actually—at training camp, <laughs> I know. i talked bad. about I this terrible. so
3: many
2: times. <laughs> You're on you
3: IR? He was
1: like—Kurt was like, just w- run a quick post. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to like run and catch the ball at the same time. That's fine. I can do yeah. that. Um, and I was like, in my head— no matter what happens, I will catch this ball. I don't care if mm. I have to lay out. Mm, I don't, I, I will this. not mm. miss. I can't because I have one shot at this and then we have to go live. Mm.
4: Because and I caught the finger. ball, it? and it broke my mm.
1: finger, oh, yeah. and it was, like, mallet finger. That's, like, what uh, Russell Torrey Wilson Holt. had. Yeah. yeah, so I had to wear this, like, weird brace on my finger for, like, ball. three months, and it looked like a prosthetic pinky for a while, oh, and I was, like, doing TNF, and it was kind of a nightmare, but I caught the ball. And honestly, sorry I brought that that's uh, all touchdown, that baby. Yeah. I'm so triggered by that. I'm Peter, sorry. whatever. No, PTSD. I haven't the I would probably pop my Achilles. Yeah, let's not do it, then. Delicate flower, I am. All right, well.
2: first-round pick in my book.
1: Thank you
4: Gonna run a stun inside, pressure coming, pressure coming, and Love is gonna be sacked. he fumbles the ball. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Levante David, he's sacked in the backfield at the 31-yard line. Levante David shoots like a rocket. Gets away, he's gonna be chased in the backfield and snagged, he falls down at the 37-yard line. That's a quarterback sack by Levante David.
3: You know the name. You see him out there. Our next guest, a 12-year NFL vet, a Super Bowl champion, an absolute beast on the field. Please give a warm welcome to Bucs linebacker Levante David. Hey!
6: Morning, everybody. Hey,
3: man. Morning, morning. It's good to see you. You just had one of your best years out there on the football field. You continue to dominate. You're going to be 34 years old right now. And – we need to know are you slowing down? Are you thinking about retirement? Are you looking to continue to play? What's in the future for Levante David?
6: Man, I mean, I'm ready to play. I still I still feel like I got a lot left in me and i uh, still going to give it a shot. And, uh, you know, I'm going to just let my body tell me when it's time to give up and kind of uh, let it go. But, you know, right now, you know, I feel pretty good. You know, I got a lot of confidence, especially after the season I do had. You know, I've been hearing a lot of, you know, praise uh, and stuff like that. And then, uh, for you know, a guy like me up there in age, you know, I like to hear that. So it definitely gives me confidence, uh, you know, to keep it going.
2: Look, you're one of the greatest Buccaneers ever. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that. You're talking about Derrick Brooks, Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Rondé Barber, Levante David. You're in the conversation. And yet here you are, this free agency, and you could go elsewhere, but yet there's gotta be a way and an avenue for you to retire a buccaneer and go wire to wire. Have you spoken with Jason Light and Mike Greenberg and Todd Bowles? And what's that conversation been? And gosh, what an interesting crossroads you're in your career. Cause last year, like you said, you absolutely balled.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it just the communication hasn't really like started up yet and nothing like that. But just, you know, throughout the season and the exit meetings, you know, we all express how we feel about one another and you how they would love for me to be back and uh, I would I would love to be back as well. But you know, um, this is like my third pregnancy. You know, just figuring out how everything goes down. You never know what can happen. Um, you know, it's a lot of you know mutual respect from uh, me and you know, the Buccaneers organization. But you know, a lot of things you know, has to happen, and you just never know, you never know. You know I, I said it before, you know, I would love to retire a Buccaneer, like you said, man. Be up with all, be up there with all those great names, you know, those guys. But um, uh, you know, I ain't. I'm not naive to the fact that you know somebody else could probably come suit me up, so um, you know definitely uh, open to all options, or options, or whatever.
5: Well, I'm always pro player, uh, being a player. You are the most underrated linebacker of our generation. Playing, your name should be up there with the Bobby Wagner's of the world. I respect your game. Oh, full-heartedly, I think you're amazing. But as the respect goes, your name has been thrown around a lot at the Combine. These young defensive prospects have mentioned your name attached to words like passionate, legendary, and your role model. What's it like hearing that phrase from the younger generation of the players?
6: Oh, it's a blessing, man. Definitely a blessing. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of these young kids kind of like be, you know, stuck up in their ways or whatever, just don't want to, you know, just give guys their props but to see a lot of those kids, you know, just call my name out and of, you know, uh, guys who like I feel like, you know, you know, like the, you know, the guys who uh, who planned my position for them to say my name is definitely a blessing. I just remember uh, one of our young guys, uh Sebastian Dennis, when he came in, you know, he expressed to me how he, you know, felt about me as a player and how he looked up to me. So I kind of like You know, put me in a different mode, just like being a better role model, just trying to continue, you know, continue to play that role and continue to lead these guys, you know, even though I may not be hands-on, but, you know, by my playing what they see, you know, on and off the field.
1: Levante, I feel like you've never received the recognition that you should for the way that you play in this league, for the amount of time that you've spent, the consistency as well. Um, but, you know, there I can't even imagine you actually being a di- on a different team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have been such a linchpin for that defense, but there are a couple other free agents that are on that defense that are, that are impending free agents like Devin White, and you've played with him five seasons at this point. What's it like to to watch him grow and improve his game, and how important is it for Tampa to have him back next season?
6: Oh man, um, you know me watching coming in, you know watching Devin, you know since the rookie, just allow him to just grow to, to you know the, the player that he is today, and uh, for him just uh, reaching out to me, you know uh, asking for advice, and uh, you know me learning some stuff from him as well, and uh, just understanding when you play with a guy for five years, you kind of get that. That feeling, like what they like to do, what they don't like to do, and vice like versa, uh, not part. So just, just seeing him grow, and then uh, feeling like I'm a part of that, was uh, you know definitely a blessing. But you know, um, you know, definitely stay in the same boat. Uh, you know, anything can happen. You know, I don't know how this talks are going with the book, but um, he definitely you know as a guy who uh, wherever he goes, he's gonna you know play his best, he's gonna his heart. He's gonna you know play his hardest. So um, I definitely, uh. Enjoy playing with them for sure. And I uh, our bond we have is like a big brother, little brother. You know, uh, I send in all the interviews, man, he's like really those, you know, I'm the youngest in my family. and Like, he's that little brother that I've never had. And, uh, you know, he the annoying one, the one that you I know choice but to love and care about. So uh, that relationship that we have just on, uh on last, uh, even after football.
3: Absolutely love that. As a fan, love watching you guys out there at that linebacker position. Got to thank you for coming through this morning, wishing you all the luck. I personally want to see you remain with the Buccaneers, but I know how free agency is. Good luck with everything. We'll be paying attention to
0: it, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you
6: guys. God bless.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.